That's News to Me is a Twisted Dreams comedy production. are you ranting about i'm talking about the podcast news to me have you never heard of it look listen to the catchy jingle press play erica b and mookie g and everything they say man it's news to me you got mookie g and erica b and everything they say man it's news to me found it in the peach news to me welcome to that's news to me i'm mookie g and i'm erica we scour the internet to find funny, weird, absurd news stories to blur the bad, depressing, boring stuff, and hopefully bring a smile to your face. We're so glad you've joined us for another episode. If you wouldn't mind, continue to help us do what we love. You can support the show in three ways, none of which require your money. All we ask is that you subscribe so you don't miss a future episode, share us with your friends so we can continue to grow, and leave us a five-star review so that we know you like what you hear. Shall we get started? Let's go. Erica. Yes, sir. It is good to be back. Yes, it is. How's it going? It's going well. It is going well. I made sure I stayed out of the metaverse. I didn't want to get groped. Yep. Yep. And I stayed away from some beans. So <laughs> we're all good. Uh, I still didn't get a chance to count my farts yet. <laughs> But by yeah. next episode, I'm telling you. And I'm still poor, so as you can see, <laughs> have not been selling mine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, okay. So. Ooh, but how's everything been? How's the family? Family's good. That's Family's good. good. That's How about good. you? Everyone is doing well. Awesome. I, I tell you what, though. I coach my daughter's fourth grade girls basketball team. Mm. And, uh, God bless you. Yeah, we uh, were not supposed to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. We ended up making the playoffs. These girls have decided to play well here, and uh, we made the playoffs. They rallied. Yeah, got into the playoffs, and it was like, oh, we're going to lose in the first round. <laughs> and uh, we won in the first round. What? Yeah. Sounds exciting, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is for the girls. Uh -huh. Not so much for me. I'm like, am, does it make me a bad father that I'm like, could y'all please lose so this season can Daddy's be... Daddy's got to go home. Daddy y'all could just wrap this up. <laughs> wrap this Because these, these fourth grade girls are getting on my damn nerves. Oh, my God. <laughs> do you have to play? Do you have to travel to play? We're, tra we're going to different schools. We're, yeah. So we're staying here in Georgia. It's just in the county that my daughter goes to mm -hmm. and the school system she goes to. But it's going from school to school and, you know, an hour away yeah. at time. You know, it's just Friday or Saturday. Then we have practice for, you know, it's, it's a a lot. That is a and lot. And I thought the games would be over. You know, now it's getting to the point where I've booked some shows. Yeah. Thinking the season would be, be over. over. And it's uh -huh. like, oh, wait, we have practice again because we won. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is getting in the way of comedy. But yet my daughter is loving it. And she's like, I'm not missing practice. Aww. It's like, that's fine. So daddy is happy that his baby girl is enjoying basketball, which she is starting to come into her own. What position does she play? She plays uh, what would be the five, the center position. Uh -huh. So she's a tall, tall girl. She's starting to realize she knew how strong she was. You know, she just decided to beat my ass all the time. Yeah. But now she's starting to beat the girl's ass on the, well, that's on the good. court. She's spreading it around. Yes. And I appreciate that. Yeah. A lot. I was going to uh, ask if that means you, you get it less. No, absolutely oh. not. <laughs> This past game she had, she uh, I was like, oh my god, she's kind of playing like Dennis Rodman. Dang, and that's that's kind of a good thing. It's like she wasn't looking to score, but she was grabbing rebounds and blocking shots. I'm like, yeah, who the hell is this girl? Where did she come from? 
if she could only be like that when I ask her to clean her damn room, that would be great. Hey, right? you clean your room. But I'm happy for her. She's yeah. enjoying it. Oh, but I tell good. you, these girls, the craziest things like, here we go. Time, we need a timeout. Let's talk about this. Hey, it smells like cotton candy in here. Did <laughs> you focus on the, this is what I need you to do. <laughs> hey, can we get donuts after the game? I need to stop. <laughs> What do you say to motivate them? It has to turn into that. Hey, after the game, we will get donuts. I need you to focus here. Yeah. After the game, we can't get ice cream. <laughs> it turns into, okay, I'll give in to what you're saying, but yeah. right now I need you to focus. And I look at the other team and I'm like, they're not having the problems we're having right All now. All the girls are super, super hyper-focused. Super and... hyper-focused. Our girls are just in space. Yeah. <laughs> One girl, we're in the middle of a game. We take her out to give her a break. She sits on the bench on side of me and she's like, coach, I say, yes. I th I'm thinking she's going to ask me a question about the game. Yeah. Hey, so when we're at the end of our year party, what are we going to do? <laughs> what? <laughs> we got to get through this game first. <laughs> uh, so, oh, yes, that's, that's what funny. I'm dealing with. I'm sorry. I'm so, I just oh, took up a lot of podcast gosh. time just to talk noise about these fourth are you grade girls. Me? That's what this is for. All right. All right. That's wonderful. My All daughter's right. season for, it's not rec. It, I think it sounds similar to what Maya's, your daughter's doing. So they traveled around within an hour radius. They did not make it to the playoffs. So our season is over. You see, I'm jealous. Yes. I'm very jealous. But now she's playing for her middle school. So. Oh, wait a minute. So she went from one team to the other. Yeah. Oh, never With mind. no break. I'm not jealous anymore. Yeah, don't be jealous. But it's it's lower key. Okay. It's it's easy because she just stays after school to practice. Okay. That's or she it. goes to school early to yeah. practice. So it's very convenient. And uh yeah, we don't have to travel as far. Just going from school to school. Just going from school to school, and it's all you know pretty close. And it's all on Wednesday evenings or Friday evenings. So oh, that's good. Yeah. She enjoys it. She loves it. Maybe she can help Maya out. They can practice they together. Need, yeah, maybe they can help each other out. Yes. Okay. That's good. We'll have to get them together. Definitely. All right. All right. So are we ready to get into some stories today? I am excited. What all you right. got for us? All right. Here we go. Well... This story goes back to February 7th, 2022. Oh, so recent. Recent. I got this story from APnews.com. Okay. I'm going to read it as is mm -hmm. from the article. So it starts off very strong. Yeah. Letting you know where it comes from. <laughs> and I'm not trying to pick on this place because this could happen anywhere. Yeah. But this is just how the article just wrote it. Okay. Okay. A Florida man. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. <laughs> Sorry, Florida, but that's Sorry, just Florida. how it happened. Oh, my gosh. Okay. This will be good. This will be good. A Florida man says he jumped from a stolen car seconds before it was hit by a train and sent flying into a nearby home. Oh, my gosh. The sleeping residents were unharmed and the man was later arrested. Okay. That's a great setup. Yes. <laughs> but because we know it's a Florida man... <laughs> There's more. <laughs> but wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> Police say the man claimed he stole the car in good faith effort. <laughs> he was saving the car. <laughs> no, no, no. He wasn't saving the car. <laughs> he was in search of his own car after leaving a bar early Saturday morning. Mm. So he came out the bar. couldn't find his car. He's like, you know what? I'm going to steal this car to go look for my car. Because <laughs> that's logical. <laughs> Instead, he got stuck on the railroad tracks as on the path of an oncoming train. After the crash, <laughs> the man tried to steal a forklift from a <laughs> nearby fruit. I wait about to read that again because I started laughing. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> 
Was he certified to drive this forklift? <laughs> oh, but wait, did I ask the question? <laughs> oh, wait, you're chopping the head. It's a forklift, so you know that's more. Stop. You're making me laugh already. <laughs> After the crash, the man tried to steal a forklift from a nearby fruit stand, which he also wrecked. Oh my God. He was arrested after flagging down deputies <laughs> responding to the car crash <laughs> into the house. He's like, oh, police, that's convenient. <laughs> <laughs> he flagged them down to let them know he was still looking for his car. <laughs> if y'all could help me, that would be fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm sorry that I messed oh, that story up because I was laughing. Thanks, Erica. I'm blaming sorry. you. I tried to you keep it together. You should blame me. But <laughs> so, so this does it say what his name is? No, it did not say his name. It did not say his oh, name. Oh my gosh! Well, we should give him a name. Can Hold on, wait. Let, let, give me a second. Let me look and see if this okay. man had a name. Because I'm about to name him. Just a second here. The article did not say the man's name. It just said he's he's a 38 year old man. Okay. It did say his Old age. enough to know better. Old enough to know better. Yeah. There's a picture. It's just a plain yeah. sedan. The car that he stole is now straddling this railroad track. Right. And correct. he has the mental capacity. capacity to, to get say, out of the car. I am in a dangerous situation. I'm going to yeah. save myself and sacrifice this car in the event a train comes by. Now I'm carless, need to find my car still. Yeah. So? Yes. I'm going to steal I'm... a forklift from a fruit stand. Yeah. But then I wreck that. Yeah. And the next best thing for me to do, hey, oh, there's police coming by. Look at these let, police. Let me flag them down. Hey, I need your help. Hey, I'm baby. still I'm still looking for my car. Yeah, could you help me? <laughs> Sorry, I can't. We are on our way to the scene of a crime. <laughs> but you got to assume they didn't know it was a crime just yet. That's true. If it was just a car in the house, they probably like, we got to find the body that w was in this car. So the car was eventually hit by a train. It was hit by a train. And careened into a home. Yes. So what name do you want to give this person? Cletus. Cletus. <laughs> <laughs> it's fitting. I love the name. I love the name. Cletus, Cletus. Jean Leroy III. <laughs> it's French. <laughs> uh, Cletus Jean Leroy III. <laughs> That's not French. So Cletus Jean Leroy. <laughs> Hmm. Essentially told on his damn self. I feel like we need to go to build a bear. It can be our mascot. Cletus Jean Leroy. <laughs> the third. The third. We can put him in a, a little NASCAR outfit. <laughs> when I read this story, I was like, the part that took me out was the forklift. <laughs> I was <laughs> So how did he wreck the forklift? It didn't say. Oh. It didn't say. <laughs> I wonder if the fruit stand person was on site or was this after hours? This was after hours. So if, if the they say early in the morning, it had to be like two, two, three, in the, three in the morning. So who leaves a forklift just hanging out? You know they didn't. Why don't you lock it up? It probably was. Drunk oh. people could do amazing things when motivated. That's true. Drunk people and my great grandmother. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Yeah. So she wasn't supposed to drive anymore because she got sick and the doctor was like you might get sick while you're driving it's time to hang it up she was in her 80s okay. she shouldn't have been driving anyway so my great uncle took her wonderful blue nova and locked it up in his barn and he lived like down the street from her so they lived on the same dirt road okay 
And so he awoke one night to the sound of someone breaking into his barn. And it was my tiny little great grandmother who was going to get her car out of that barn. She had places to go. <laughs> in the middle of the in night. In the middle of the night, she had places to go. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, where there's a will, there's, oh, a, there's way. a way. Was he able to uh, stop her from getting the car? Yeah. She had a <laughs> reputation for speeding, too. She was, not, she was amazing. <laughs> She could barely see over the stairs. <laughs> Cletus. Cletus. Cletus was going to find his car one way or another. Well, I wonder if he's found it since. <laughs> How funny would it be if it was just sitting in the parking lot of the bar the whole time? <laughs> I was hoping the story would have gone there. I was hoping the story would have taken us there. That would have been awesome. Like, sir, in was, an ironic twist. A, it was two spots over from the car he stole. <laughs> I wonder where he thought it was. I'm going to get in this car and just drive around town till I find it. But I've heard stories. Let me just be real. I know someone who got so drunk. <laughs> they took an Uber home, got up the next morning, forgot they took an Uber. It was like someone stole my car. Called the police. Oh my God. Reported the car stolen. Later on that day, realized, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did they call the cops They had back? to call and be like, I know where my car is. You don't have to worry about it. Oh, no. <laughs> That's embarrassing. I would imagine that happens a lot. Yeah. People get pissy drunk yeah. on the weekends. I love I'm... how you say on the weekends. Like it doesn't happen on a random Wednesday. <laughs> well, I'm, just... <laughs> I'm trying to keep it to a Friday, Saturday night when yeah, you've had a hard day. Yeah, benefit okay, of the doubt. Yeah. It's been a long week. Okay, well, yes. Any day of the week. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Okay, never mind. Uh, sorry, <laughs> that was a great story. Cletus. Cletus Jean. <laughs> Cletus Jean. The third. The third. Now that's my story, Erica. That's a great story. <laughs> oh, my story is not quite that funny, but my story is one of those stories where you're like, huh. So back in the 18th century, the late 1700s, this man or this person was born named Gregor McGregor. Conor McGregor? Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, so he was born in Edinburgh, as, you know, Gregor McGregor <laughs> would suggest, on December 24th, 1786. Mm -hmm. And so he was born eventually became 16. There's not much known about him between his birth and the age of 16. But at the age of 16, the earliest possible age, he joined the British Army. And I got all of this from a website called OnlyFunFacts.com, just for reference. Okay. So he joined the British Army, and he quickly made a career out of it and rose through the ranks and became, it says wealthy. I don't know how much money that truly is or you know what that lifestyle afforded him but for all intents and purposes he was classified as a wealthy person because of his career in the british army mm -hmm. so when the south american liberation struggles began at the beginning of the 19th century so early 1800s he joined the venezuelan revolutionary leader simon bolivar and traveled to south america and then he was promoted to general so he's a general he's in venezuela fighting with Simon Bolivar, and it says, although he was not very successful. Uh-oh, <laughs> so, uh-oh. So in 1820, he decided to conquer land in South America with his own army. So he hired a mercenary army to be under his command, and they weren't successful. So they didn't really conquer anything, and his army was going to go back because they didn't have anything. Okay, and he was going to stay. He was going to stay, and I'm skipping over a bunch <clears throat> of detail, but... 
you know, he ended up in Nicaragua. So he and his mercenaries are in Nicaragua. Britain is like, Nicaragua is not worth anything. They don't have any any resources we want. We don't see any value in Nicaragua. So we're not going to come help you. You're on your own. We're going home. So they left him in Nicaragua. So he does still have like a couple of his soldiers with him. And he somehow managed to occupy the land with his paid mercenaries and create a concession agreement with the chief of the Poyais Indians Mm -hmm. that were living in Nicaragua, like native to Nicaragua. Okay. So when that happened, he could officially declare the land colonized because he's brokered this agreement with the natives of Nicaragua, the Poyais Indians. So that same year that he brokered the deal, and he claimed to be, at this point, Gregor, sovereign prince of Poyais and cacique of the Poyais people. What? Right? So So at this point, he's made his career in the British Army. He's gone to Venezuela. He's fought with Simon Bolivar. He's then gone to Nicaragua. He's brokered this deal with the native tribe of of Nicaragua, or at least one of the native tribes of Nicaragua. And then he's gone back to Britain where he's like, I'm a prince now because I own Nicaragua. But that's not where the story stops. So he then built this story where he claimed that the Poyais had this huge capital with a castle and a functioning parliament, and they were this huge, very intricate, modernized society, none of which was true. Like These were very simple people who lived in a very simplistic way. They didn't have what Britain would have considered a complex society. He said they had an opera house and a cathedral and like oh, he, all this. He was going all in. Oh, he didn't just lie. He... No, he lied big, big time. So in addition, he claimed that the country had all of these gold deposits and fertile soil, and it was very desirable. And so he's selling this lie to the people of Great Britain. And so he's like, you should come. Let me sell you plots of land. It's not like he's putting a price on his head. Yes. So to support his claims, he even had artists draw up these maps and a coat of arms. And he wrote up his own constitution (laughs) for this thing and a national anthem. What? He did all? (laughs) Oh, this dude is creative, creative. Right? All for a country that didn't really exist. Like it was a figment of his imagination. Yes. So because of his career in the military and his rank and his wealth, he was never challenged. Nobody ever really tried to figure out whether or not what he claimed was true or not. They just took him at his word and they were like, oh, okay, so this must be legit. And so in Britain at the time, nobody really knew much about what was considered the new world because very few people had the means to get in a ship and go to America, whether Mm -hmm. it was South America, North America, or Central. They just took the word of the people who at least claimed to have been there because they were never going to go there on their own. And he was also bribing people who were in high ranking positions in London who really could validate his story. He would, you know, pay them off so they wouldn't say anything. So even King George fell for the scam and gave him the title Sir Gregor to improve relations between Britain and this fictitious country. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So he he wasn't fake it till you make it. That's right. 
to a whole, to a whole new level. Yeah. He was like Elizabeth, what's her face, that created that that uh, company Thanos that's in all that trouble. Yes, you yes. Know? He was like the original Elizabeth, what's her face. I don't remember <laughs> her last name. So he had immigration offices opened where potential immigrants could buy land in this fictitious country for four shillings an acre. Now, I don't know how much that would be today, but he even appointed wealthy Britons as Poyais government officials in return for payment. So they would pay him money and he'd be like, okay, I dub you minister of defense for this country that I promise is real. And they were like, yay, I'm the minister of defense for this country. And then they'd go tell everybody. He even managed to issue a bond with a value of 200,000 pounds sterling, which was completely sold within a few weeks. So he was selling off these parcels of land for this country that doesn't really exist. Wow. His story started to collapse in 1822 when the first immigrants arrived on the coast of what was supposed to be Poyais in Nicaragua. They had full expectations still. The minute their feet hit the sand, they still had full expectations of seeing this complete civilization already created that they had purchased this land for and they were going to go live their best life in Nicaragua. And they searched. These poor settlers were searching for the capital of Poyais, which did not exist. And like people died looking for this land. And a few survivors were evacuated by rescue in April of 1823. So a rescue excavation or expedition. Excavation is. Expedition went to find them and like had to evacuate people out. On July 8th of 1824, the newly founded Republic of Colombia ended the existence of this pretend country by decree. So Colombia was officially formed and was like, this isn't a real country, you're going to have to stop. So McGregor was able to prevent a public scandal because of his political influence. So he continued to pay people off and, you know, pretend like everything was great. And he was successfully able to sell two more bonds for this fictitious country between 1825 and 1826. So even after his whole story collapsed, he was still able to dupe two more people into buying land. When the people of London were about to really find him out, he just hopped over to Paris and continued to do the same thing in Paris. And I mean, this was in the 1800s. This was way before, yeah, you know. Anything. It, so you, yeah, couldn't, you, you couldn't trace this man. Right. By the time the word got out, you know, to Paris, he would have already made his you know, fake millions and gone off to the other countries. Wow. Finally, in 1827, he went back to London and he was arrested in London. But he didn't stay in prison long because of his political ties. And he got out of jail and moved to a French province, which I'm guessing at the time was pretty rural. Like, because Paris found him out, London found him out. So he probably just went off into the French countryside and, you know, lived his hung life. out there for a little bit, a little bit. But in 1834, he turned up again in Scotland <laughs> where he was again trying to sell deeds for poi ice. Did he sell any? I don't know. It doesn't say if he did. It just says when all of his assets were finally lost in 1839 and no one wanted to give him any more money for his pretend country, he applied for citizenship in Venezuela so he applied for citizenship in Venezuela, reinstatement of his general rank, and immediate retirement. And all of that was approved because in Venezuela, they didn't know anything about all of his uh. fake stories. So he moved to Caracas in Venezuela, and then that's where he died without ever really being punished for any of his schemes. Wow. He was scot-free. I mean, he was jailed for just a minute in London, and that was it. Other than that, he 
scammed all these people into thinking that there was this fake country called Poyais where they could buy all this land and got so far as to even send settlers over there with the full expectation that they were going to go live their best life in this wonderful, wonderful country. <laughs> Once again, out, outside of the people dying that, that went there, I'm not mad at them. Right? It's like selling farts, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yet again. It's, but you're selling fake land. You're selling air, really. You're saying, this is where you, <laughs> just a bunch of hot air. <laughs> hot air. You get there and it's like, once you get land and you see that there's a nothing there, after a week of going around and exploring the land and you see nothing, yeah, I'm out. Me too. And I'm looking for his ass. Yeah. I'm not going to stay there for two years looking for something. No. no and no, I'm no, definitely no. not going to be like, oh, well, my bad. My bad. I'm going to go find I'm him. I'm finding his ass. Like, yeah. Jail? Absolutely. No, 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 no. I'm putting his ass on the boat. Yeah. I bet he fell off. Whoops. I'm going to tie him to the back of a horse and I'm going to trot around with him for a minute. No, because I can go to jail for that because they can prove not I did then. that. In Britain, that was like. Well, they might see the horse and they'd be like, isn't that such and such horse? Isn't that, whose horse? I can't do I don't know. I can't do the accents, but is, whose horse is that? That's Cletus's horse. He got <laughs> drunk at the bar again and forgot where he parked it. And then Cletus <laughs> will go to jail. But if I put him on the boat and be like, we're going to Pliasis. Yeah. And be like, he fell off on the way there. Whoopsies. Yeah, um, that's true. That's, that's a it. Great, that's a great way to do it. See, that's why we're friends, because I would get caught and you would help me not. I'm trying. Listen, I believe in not getting caught. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I thought that was interesting. I'd never heard of him before. Yeah. Is that the equivalent of Bernie Madoff? Oh, you like a that's, Ponzi scheme. like a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. yeah that's, thank, thank, thank you. Ponzi scheme. <laughs> See, you talked about you couldn't think of words. I couldn't think of that. I don't know what I'm saying half yeah. the time. A Ponzi scheme. A Ponzi scheme. That's a Ponzi scheme, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so they're selling something that's not real. That's not real. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's oh my gosh! It's kind of stuff that makes you not want to trust people when it comes to stuff like that, right? Yeah, and it I makes me lucky that we live in a time where you, you can so easily verify any, yeah, you know, information. Yeah, it's harder to get away with crimes now. I feel like it is. If you get away with a crime nowadays, you deserve it because you're super smart. I'm not gonna say you deserve <laughs> it because some some people get away with some stuff. It's like. It's technicalities. That's true. And other people truly forced Gump their way through. Yes. They're not smart. They're not, like you talked, uh, I remember you talking about the bank robbers. Yeah. That got away with it. The armored truck. Yeah. They totally would have gotten away, gotten away with, with it, it had yeah. that one person not spoken up. Yeah. They got away with it. And yeah. they, they forced Gump them after you gave detail on. They were a bunch of Cletuses. <laughs> yeah. So that was my story. Yep. I promised it wouldn't be a fart story and it was not. It was not a fart story. <laughs> But it, it was a bunch of hot ass air. It was a bunch of hot air. Hot ass air. Hot, stinky air. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh. we've come to that part of the episode. Question of the day. I forgot this was a simple question. Okay. What's your favorite movie? That is a simple yet tough question. Yeah. Do you have a favorite genre? Comedy. Mm-hmm. I love action. Then I love, you know, Marvel movies. Yeah. Anything like that. My favorite movie, the original Coming to America. That's a good one. That's my favorite movie. I'll stick to that. I love movies over, yeah. over television any day, but movies, I, I'm a movie guy. I yeah. love going to the movie theater and watching movies, but there are some great movies. Mm-hmm. But hands down, Coming to America, the original yeah. That's my favorite. We watched that with the kids before the second one came out. 
Okay. I forgot how funny it is. Yes. It is so, it's so funny. That's yeah. a great one. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I, the second one I enjoyed for the nostalgia. Yes. It was what it was. People was like, I can't believe they did the second one. It was not good. I was like, you watched it for the wrong reasons. Right. You watched that for the nostalgia of the first one. Yeah. 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 All the characters except one. Actually, no, two were not in it, but that was it. Mm-hmm. It was a great show. It was. A, I liked it. Yeah. The yeah. first one is the original and it should never be touched. You're right. You, yeah. The second one was. It was just a reminder yes. of how great that movie was. That's right. Yep. Yep. I agree. I have two favorites because they're, they span genres. Okay. And I can't choose between them because they're both my favorites. So. Mm, I feel like I should, I should push you in the corner. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I should make you pick one. Okay. What are the two movies first? Dumb and Dumber. Mm, good choice. And Tombstone. See, they're very two different That's two movies. different movies. Okay. Yeah. But now. If you, back against a wall. You got to pick one. In a quarter. I got to pick one. You I'm going Dumb one. and Dumber. Okay. There you go. That's yeah. your favorite movie. Favorite movie. Yeah. You got to. That's. It's just one. Yeah. I could watch that movie over and over. And I do. <laughs> and I do. Yeah. I have every line memorized. Every weird facial feature facial thing that Jim Carrey does. The minute I saw that movie, I was like, this is pure comedic genius. This is just the writing, the characters, the actors who play the characters. It's just, it blew my mind. I don't know why. Maybe wow. okay. just a so person. Okay. okay. But I just thought it was so funny. Okay. I, now I know that this is just one question of the day, but I think I have to ask this because there's a question. Okay. We both get to answer it. Then we'll end the episode. Okay. Favorite actor or actress? Oh, that's a good one. To go along with this subject. Hmm. Well, why are you thinking I'm going to answer? Okay. Don Cheadle. Oh, that's a good one. He's versatile. He's very versatile. Don Cheadle, that's my favorite actor. Yeah. I would have to say probably Will Ferrell. Okay. I would not have picked him had I not seen the TV show the, the or the miniseries, The Shrink Next Door, where he actually played a serious character. Really? And he... Did a great job, but yeah, I I love Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. All right, I think that's a great choice. Thank you. Yeah, yours was a better choice. I feel like Don Cheadle is just an amazing actor. Well, well, thank you. But uh, I couldn't pick him because you were. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this episode Yay. of That's News to Me. We're out. We're out. Listen to the catchy jingle. Press play. Erica B and Mookie G and everything they say, man, it's news to me. You got Mookie G and Erica B and everything they say, man, it's news to me. Found it in the peach, news to me. Every word do teach, cause it's news to me. You got news to me, news to me. Erica and Mookie and news to me. You can't say this not catchy. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to share, subscribe, rate and follow us on Facebook and Instagram to keep the conversation going. Do you have a suggestion for a future episode? Please let us know. Send us an email at that's news to me at gmail.com. That's news, the number two, me, the number two at gmail.com.